we just sang this uh, in the chorus of this. There is no other name. Jesus Christ, our God. Oh, you got to do that part. Seated on high, the undefeated one. Mountains bow down as we lift him up. And listen, I have to, I mean, I really do appreciate what you just prayed, Justin, because I have to admit that it is, there are so many times when I feel like an imposter. And maybe, you know, and I think it's a good thing that God has put me in the place that I am because I have to come face to face with my flesh all the time because if I don't then I'm just going to be just a big fat liar up here on stage and so I'm consistently having to come face to face with that so I'm thankful but it's hard and maybe you understand this maybe you you know and I, I wanted those words up there because you know we're talking about being strapped we're talking about how we can just feel so bound up and and we've been talking about financially you know for a couple of weeks and today we're going to talk more about relationally and and emotionally how we can just be bound up to where we've got nothing we've got no margin in our lives and we're so strapped and I just think about that because if we are people who really are trying to make an effort to live a life that says there is no no other name there my name is not up there my kids names not up there you know my spouse's name isn't up there like that high I mean they're important but if we're living if we're trying to live out these truths that there is no other name except for Jesus Christ if we're really trying to live this out and walk this out if we really believe that he is seated high above all others if we really believe that he is undefeated and that nothing can happen, nothing can come against us as his children. Nothing can occur that's going to cause us to just crumble and fall because he is undefeated. And if we live this way, if we even attempt to live this way, we got to make that clear because a lot of us, I think, we go, well, I can't do it, so therefore I'm not even going to try. But if we're just making the effort to live this truth, I mean, we, that last mountains bow down as we lift him up. I mean, he is the king of glory. There is nothing greater than him. Nature itself will bow down to him in glory. And I just think about that, and, and maybe you're going, Shannon, what's the point here? But I just feel so often that, that the reason that I feel strapped, the reason that I feel like I don't have any margin in my life in a lot of different aspects is because I'm not living those words to be true. I'm not even attempting to live as if that's true. There is no other name except for Jesus. And I think if, 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 we, if we could just wind it up now, and if we could just say, okay, folks, here's the deal. Let's just go out and try and live this. Um, just 24 hours even. How we would see the straps start to be loosened and start to come off of us. And suddenly what we thought was so very important and so worthy of our time and our energy and our passion and our money and our emotions and these things that we have put up so high and we've said, oh, we've got to deal with this now. We've got to do this now. We've got to take care of this now. I can't, I've been losing sleep because this has been on my mind and it's up here. But if we start living this out, then suddenly that's, those things aren't up there. They're down here. That doesn't mean they go away. That doesn't mean we don't have responsibilities. But folks, I was thinking about this driving here today. There are so many times, and, and, and my daughter's only, she's almost four, but I, I have a lot of friends with a lot of kids, and I see how they are strapped. 
And I'm not, I'm not throwing any, any blame anywhere because, you know, I'm going to do my best to not do this. And uh, I'm a watcher of people. I love, to, I love to study people. I think that's another reason God put me in the position I am. But, you know, I see people, I see friends that, that have strapped themselves and when you talk to them about their life or when, when they say, you know, I'd really love to do this or I'd love to be a part of that or I wish I had more time to do this, it's always about the straps. It's about the straps of their schedule and their energy. And I want to say to them, and depending on how close a friend I am to them, I will say, but didn't you put that strap on there? Didn't, didn't you put that soccer strap across there and the, the baseball strap on there? Didn't, didn't you go and sign that for, up for that? Didn't you put the service league strap on there? And didn't you put the, the, the volunteering for that group that takes you out of the home three nights a week strap? Didn't you, didn't you say yes to that? You know, we've got to own the things that we have put on us because it's really easy to put ourselves in a victim mentality and go, oh, the world, oh, the world. You know, we like to do that in church. The world out there. That's the world that we live in. You know, coming together here is like hitting pause. But then we go out there. So it really didn't do a lot of a, a good for us to sit in here for an hour on Sunday and go, oh, that world out there. Because that's where we are. I haven't even gotten my notes yet. <laughs> Maybe it's better that way. We've put these things on us. And I think in part of this series, as we kind of wind this up today, probably that one of the best things that I have been doing when I say I stand here as an imposter is I've been asking God to identify, are there things that I have put on? Are there straps that I have done? Where, where it's, it's nobody's fault. I mean, nobody else came along and said, Shannon, you've got to do this, and you've got to commit that, and you've got to give all this to this, and, and, and no one did it but me. And God, would you show me, are there things that I have brought on that are unnecessary, that are unwise? Maybe they were good, but they weren't wise. Maybe they were good, but they weren't God. You know, just drop an O. Are there things that I've done that I've added onto my life, that, 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 but when something comes along and I w- wish I could do more, give more, be more, and I go, oh, but I can't. That's on me. And when I start to do that, I'm not living out this truth. I'm living out my name, maybe my kid's name, And, I, and he's certainly not seated high. We need to be unstrapped, folks. And, you know, I, I've been thinking about this through the whole series, but especially this week, just the... I, I really, you know, when we do these series, I always like to try and wrap it up and, and give us something to think about, but I've noticed in this series especially that almost everything we've talked about so pushes against the cultural aspect, the, the customs of this world, the behaviors of this world. I mean, it so pushes against us, and we have been so inundated by it that it's, it's, it's foreign. It was foreign a couple of weeks ago to talk about, like, debt and how it's just become the norm for us to take this on. Um, it's, it's, and, and so I understand that, that I hope that as I speak 
today and, and, and we look at a few verses together that you're not just sitting there going, but Shannon, it's impossible. It's not impossible, but I think the more that we allow the, the customs and the behaviors of this world to strap us or we, we look at the custom and behaviors of the world and then we strap ourselves, the more that we do that, it will, the more difficult it will be to sing these words, to sing them with truth, to sing them with joy. But that, that shouldn't make it impossible. You know, because I think about this, and I, I think about how many of us, we would love to have more time to spend with the people we love. We would love to have more time to, you know, sit with our kids and, and, and not be, you know, distracted by a techie gadget. I mean, we're in the same room, so that counts, right? <laughs> you know, um, that we would love to have more time with God. I mean, if we call ourselves followers of Christ, I think that most of us, even if we're not good at it, even if we've never really done it, we say to ourselves, I think it would be very beneficial to spend some time with our Lord. And we're so strapped. And we need margin. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says this, and I've kind of alluded to it already. Be very careful then how you live. Be very careful then how you live. This is what I'm talking about. Because see, the customs of this world, the behaviors of this world will just say, Hey, this is how everybody's living. Live this way. But I love this. Be very careful how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. I mean, think about this. To be careful. Because there is a, I mean, I don't think any of us need to, the proof of this. There is a definite pull away from, there's a definite pull away from the most important things in life. Think about this. Is this true of you? That there is a definite pull away from what's important. All the time, all the time, a definite pull away. I mean, think about this. Think about, it says to, to live not as unwise but as wise. I mean, think about this. What if we started saying, I'm going to be very wise in how I plan, and I'm going I'm to be very careful in what I say yes to. I'm going to be very careful in what I say yes to. I'm going to be careful in what I say no to. I'm gonna, I want this to be wise. I'm going to be very careful because I want to fight against any straps that are trying to come across me right now. They're trying to come across my marriage. They're trying to come across our family. They're trying to come across my, my um, desire to, to live a life that honors the Lord. I'm going to be very careful. Be very careful then how you live, making the most of every, every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. Be very careful, because otherwise we will be dragged away. The pull is immense. It's ongoing. It's constant. And uh, I remember, I know I read this, I think, uh, Andy Stanley book uh, several years ago, and I've heard other people say it too, but um, he, I can't remember the name of the book now. But the premise of the book, I think it was the best question ever, I think. But the, the premise of the whole book was, is to not ask yourself when you have to make a decision about adding something on to your life. Um, it's, it's not, when, when it comes to your schedule even, let's just talk about that, because time is something we deal with. But when it comes to this, the very best question is not, okay, is this right? Is, is this right? It's, or, or is it wrong? Um, is this good? Um, or is it not so good? Or this one, this is one I fall 
uh, I, I just did it yesterday on the phone. Am I available? Oh, my calendar's clear. So I must, it must be, I can say yes. I mean, I already know that tomorrow I have to call the person that I said yes to yesterday and tell them, no, I'm sorry, I can't. Because I immediately looked at my calendar when they called me, said, oh, yeah, that's open, yeah, I got it. But then the rest of the day I was like, I don't, I don't think I was supposed to do that. Oh, I think I'm talking about that tomorrow. <laughs> hmm. Not is it right, is it wrong, is it good, is it bad, or am I available for this? Is it wise? The very best question. Is it wise? Is this wise? I mean, think about it. Um, my sister made a comment a year or so ago, and it, and it just kind of put it all in perspective, and I've thought about this with my daughter, Mallory, but my sister has a, a 17-year-old daughter, and she made the comment to me is, you know, she's only going to be under my roof for another year. And then who knows? She might come back under the roof. She might not. She might go to college, and then, do, you know, but one, 365 days. And she was saying that she wanted to make sure that she was making good choices in regard to those 365 days. And that stuck with me. I've thought about that. Because you know what I think? Mallory's fourth birthday's coming up at the end of April. That means I've got about 14 more years. So when I think about that, I think, okay, is this wise? It's a very good question for us to ask. Is it wise? You know, besides our finances, I really think our schedule, our time is the number one. It is the, the number one thing that can make us feel strapped. Because when our schedule and our time get strapped, here's, here's what notice is we, well, okay, it's just me, but maybe you can relate to this. I get shut off. I, I become shut off when I feel like my time and my schedule has been really, really strapped down and I have no margin, I've got no wiggle room, I become shut off from friends, from my husband, even from, from, from my daughter. You know, that's when the, oh yeah, you're in, we're in the same room, cool, okay, I'm gonna get some stuff done because I don't have time. And so we can do that, we can come shut off. You know, we're emotionally, we're physically unavailable. We can, we can you know, we get snappy, you know. And here's the thing, if you, had, if you had to answer the question right now, and you don't have to answer it out loud, but if you had to answer the question right now, um, would you say that in regard to your time and your scheduling, would you say that you've been doing that wisely or unwisely? I'm trying to avoid the word foolish, but how have you been doing it? Have we just been going, yeah, I'm available. Oh, I think I can squeeze that in. Romans 12.2 says this, and I've, I've alluded to this several times already this morning. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't do it. If you're a follower of Christ, don't do it. This is from the uh, New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. We shouldn't think like everyone else. We shouldn't be pulled like everyone else. And this is where I felt, this is, this is where I was saying to you, I, I it's going to feel so foreign if we truly decide that I'm not going to be strapped this way. If I am not going to copy the behavior and the customs of this world. It's going to look strange. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. See, if we think like everyone else, then we're going to do like everyone else. But if we're followers of Jesus, if we are... Whether, I mean, you go, well, I'm really not that good. If you're a follower of Jesus, 
We shouldn't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. We should allow God to start to change the way we think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, when, when we don't copy the, the behavior and customs of this world, you know what will happen, I think? If we're, if we're kind of succeeding in not copying the behavior and customs of this world, you know what's going to happen is some people are going to look at us and go, you're a little bit weird. You're, you're kind of weird. I mean, like, you, you said no to that thing that some people would give their left arm for. You're, that's strange. You, you decided not to allow your kid to do what all the other kids are doing. That's kind of weird. You made a decision in regard to your marriage, and I don't see any other marriages doing that. That's weird. I mean, this is, what, this is, I think, what will be because it is not the behavior and the customs of this world. Have you ever been to another country? Have you ever been just to another, uh, another place where another culture kind of is, is ruling the, 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 the lay of the land? You know, you can, even in the United States, just this past week, I went out to the migrant clinic and was just surrounded by all these just, just amazing women who are from Mexico who are here working and went out to share the gospel. And I thought, I'm not in, I'm not in my place right now. I mean, so it doesn't take a lot for you to be in a different culture and you suddenly realize that I am in a different place and things are done differently and said differently and spoken differently. And when you decide not to be just like everyone else around you, it's a little bit strange, it's a little bit off and people kind of go, you're a weirdo. I mean, thinking, I think about this, you know, speaking of weird, (laughs) I'm as if you didn't know I was, but I was driving by, um, I was just, you know, I, the route I take to get home, I always, I end up going down um, Patterson and then turning on Bay Tree, and uh, I was doing that, and, and if you're ever on that during, like, the school day, you know, the, this class schedule, I was sitting at that stoplight of, of Patterson and Bay Tree waiting, and I was just watching as students in mass, like, were leaving one building to cross the street, and another was go. I mean, just a large group of people, and and, um, and this was the weird thought I had. I thought to myself, <laughs> do they know that they're part of the normal machine? Do they realize that they're just part of the normal system that we've kind of set up in this country? Shannon, you're weird. I know, pro- just track with me for a minute. <laughs> Because you know what? The culture and the, the, the behavior and customs of this world have told, have told us, as parents even, that as soon as our kids are 18, they're supposed to go to college. Even though like some crazy, like 85% of the kids that go to college don't know what they want to do. But this is the, I, mean, I, tell, I know I'm weird, I'm sorry, I just hang with me for a minute. You know, and then it's some other crazy statistic, like 80% of people who, um, who start out in one degree, they don't even end up, that's not even their career. You know, so here's the thing, it's like the, the behavior and the customs of this world have created like this, this normal scenario, the, the, this is the norm, this is what everyone's doing, where it's normal to take on massive student debt 
and credit card debt to go and do this thing, to go and be a part of this. You know, the culture and the, and the, the behavior of this world has said, you know what, let's do this. Let's delay the adolescence of our nation's 18 to 22-year-olds and send them off to take on this massive amount of debt. And then they come out and, and they really have no um, hands-on, real-world experience when they get out. Let's do that. One of the things that, that blew my mind and, that, and some time I spent in missions in Romania were these like incredibly mature like 19-year-olds who were leading like Bible clubs for kids after school. And I thought, wow, this, this organization I was working with, how did they find these, these amazing mature like teenagers? And they were like, no, this is, this is kind of common. And I realized it's because we were actually asking these people to be, they were asking their people to be adults and to take on mature responsibility. And we've kind of, in, in, in this country, in this culture, we've kind of said, no, 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 here's about five years. Just go have fun. Just go have a good old time. And then come out with a ginormous debt, but it's okay. I know, I'm, 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 I'm probably really digressing. But I kept on driving, okay? So I kept on driving. And for the next 10 minutes, after I made that turn on Baytree, going on my route to get home, I was praying in my car out loud for my daughter. God, I pray that Mallory lives a life that honors you and that you fill her up with wisdom and that, Lord, it never be okay with her or us as her parents for her to just blindly follow the behaviors and the customs of this world. I pray that for her. I pray that for her. And God, if she wants to do things that, that, that don't look like anybody else, Lord, and it honors you, God, help me to be okay with that. Because it's real easy for me to pray that now when she's four, right? But God, I want her to live that life. I started praying for her boyfriend slash husband because this is how weird I am. I want Mallory's only boyfriend to be her only husband. Shannon, that's weird. So be it. That's what I desire for her. That's what I desire for her. You know, that's not, that's not normal. You're darn straight it's not. I, this is what I prayed for her. By the time I was pulling into my driveway, I'd gotten to the point where I said, God, would you, I had to write this down. God, would you, would you give her a husband who would be a mature, wise, hardworking, fun-loving, Jesus-serving weirdo? I'm not kidding. I prayed those words. And he knew what I meant by that. Because you know what, folks? We live in a strapped world. And if, if myself and, and my husband, if we don't learn how to not take these on, all we're going to do is model for our daughter. Here, Mallory, you put this on. You put this on. Because that's what you do. This is how you're supposed to do it. This is what mom and daddy are doing. And I think for far too long that we have been letting the customs and the behaviors of this world just strap us up. You know, willingly, without thought, without wisdom. We have done this. Financially, relationally, emotionally, spiritually, educationally, in the way we parent. No, no, this is how you do it, right? This is, this is the way? This is it? And nothing is a better indicator of being strapped than 
I mean, you start talking about our schedule. See, I brought it back a little bit. I want to point this out. And, and I know it's true of me. And I've heard many people say it's true of them. So I'm almost certain it's, it's pretty common. But when my margin gets so thin and narrow when it comes to my time and my schedule, the very thing, the very thing that shouldn't go, the very thing that shouldn't be uh, removed from my time and my schedule is the very thing that is the first to go. And it's this, it's my time with God. That is usually the first thing that we go, well, I'll do that later. I'll get to that later. The very thing that should not move from our time, it's usually the first thing that we, we kick on out. You know, there's this idea that, that you know, just because you could do something doesn't mean we should do something. I mean, that's the wisdom that we've been talking about, having that wisdom. And we've said yes to a lot of things that we should have said no to, like I'm gonna have to do tomorrow. Be very careful the passage says, be very careful. There's a reason those words are there. Because if not, we're just blindly walking along. And we're being strapped. We need that time with God. You know, I thought about this, that, that when we spend time with God, in whatever way that looks like, I mean, you know, some people do like major Bible study and they, you know, they, they do this like, they tear the, the sentences apart and they look up the words and the roots form and sometimes people just read a verse, sometimes people read the same verse for a week. It's, it's different, but when we spend time with God, when we are in prayer, when we're driving down Bay Tree, whatever that looks like, here's what happens. God starts to give me a perspective I didn't have. And I start to understand what he wants and what he desires and what he's passionate about and what he has in store instead of me and my schedule and my plans. And there's an added bonus to this besides just starting to understand the will of God and going, wow, this is what God wants? This is what he has? There's an added bonus to that, which that should be plenty. But there's this added bonus because when I start to spend time with God and I understand what he wants and what's important to him, you know what? Suddenly, what you think of me becomes not as important. Because we are people who are, we were created to be affirmed. We were created to be encouraged. We were created to have someone speak into our life and say, you are loved, you are precious, you are important. You are, you are full of immense talent. We were created to to hear that. We were created to hear that from God. And so when we spend time with him, we start to hear those things. But when we don't spend time with him, that that created desire doesn't go away. I just start to go, I I sure do hope Sarah thinks I'm awesome today. And we start living a life where other people go, hey, I like you. I like your shoes. I like that shiny truck. I like that. I, I love the way you sing. Not me, they wouldn't be saying that to me, but, you know, Justin or Sarah or somebody, you know. But we, this is what we do. We, we want to hear that, and, and so if we're not hearing it from God, we're going to hear it from others, and you know what happens? There, you see the, the vicious cycle that's being created then? I'm going to start to live a life that's trying to please everybody else, and suddenly the customs and the behaviors of this world become the norm because I want to hear that. And so, you know, so here's what happens. When, we start, when we're not spending time with God, and I start to go, oh, no, am I a bad wife? Am I a bad mom? 
Am I, am I not a good employee? Am I not a good employer? Am I not, uh, am I not a good pastor? When I start to ask these questions, when you ask your question, you start to wonder, am I bad at this? Am I bad at that? I don't know. Then I'm going to s- try to seek that affirmation from other people. But when I'm spending time with God, he said, no, Shannon, you know, I'm, I've, you're, you're going to be a good mother. You stay with me. You're going to be an excellent wife. You just, you just ask me what that looks like. And, and here, you know, and, and so you see there's this, there's this amazing thing that happens when suddenly I'm not going to be bound up in trying to please other people. Bound up in trying to seek your approval. And that's weird, isn't it? It's just a little bit weird. Here's, here's my hope, and I'm not very good at this, but I really, I earnestly desire this. I do not want to surrender to a standard that's been created by people or by a culture that, that, um, that says this is what it's supposed to be like. This is what you're supposed to do. And I want to fight against that with everything I have. I do not want to be bound by that. I don't. And I, I, don't, want, I don't want our marriage to be under that. I don't want... Uh, uh, Mallory to, to live under that. And, and so what? Here's the deal. If that makes me weird, then so be it. And, and not just for weird's sake, because some people like to be weird just to be weird. Not for rebellion's sake, you know, because some people like to do that. You know, uh, you know, not for ministry's sake, not because people are watching me and so I gotta look different and act different than everybody else. No, that's not why. But because in, in my ongoing attempt, in our ongoing attempt to not copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, you know what's happening? Margin is getting created. Margin is getting created in my life when those straps are removed. And now I've got time to be obedient, to spend time with God to honor him and not to always be feeling like I am the less than perfect Christian because I just don't have enough. Because in that margin of our life, God is in fact the Father and Jesus Christ is in fact the Lord. And we shouldn't be pushing that out anymore. We really shouldn't. I truly believe if we don't release these straps and have margin, we're going to be missing out on the true life that God has for us. There you go. That's boiled down. We're missing out. Let's pray together. God, I ask that the the truth of your word and um, the ministry of your Holy Spirit would penetrate our hearts and that we would truly be very careful how we live. That we would truly, uh, not, not to live as unwise, but as wise. That we would make the most of every opportunity, God. Because the days ahead of us are, are not of, uh, the way the world is designed, they are not for good. And those things will pull us off track. They will pull us away. We will be strapped down. God, would you forgive us for becoming like everybody else? Lord, would you forgive us? If we call you Lord, we need you to be Lord. Father, the only only conforming you want us to do is for us to conform to the image of your son, Jesus Christ. 
Lord, help us. Help us, God. Help us to be okay with being weird for the sake of your name, for the sake of our relationship with you, and for us to not be okay with being strapped any longer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.